Welcome to Buy It's Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of films they find on streaming services. I am 50% of your hosts, Kevin. And I'm the other 50%, Bree. All right. But you folks are going to get more than 100% of podcasty goodness. Mm, how's that going to work? I don't know. I didn't do well in math in school. <laughs> How about we just give them a good show? And yeah. hopefully, yeah, I a mean, good movie. starting good when you're like, I'm going to just futz with a mic. <laughs> That'll never have consequences at the start of an episode. <laughs> I'm not going to take that from you. You're like the king of futzing. I am unfutzed. I am unfutzable. Right. I am. These people are watching on YouTube and they're like, he is he a statue man? He doesn't even blink. He hasn't moved at all. Nope, not at all. <laughs> That's only slightly creepy. <laughs> My eyes hurt so bad. Just blink, babe. <laughs> oh, God, so many blinks. Oh. <laughs> It's like it's worse each blink. Oh, my God. Do my eyelids have pepper sauce under them? (laughs) It's just air. (laughs) Hot sauce. Pepper sauce. I'm very culinary with this episode, which, uh, hey, I'm 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 excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm excited for this movie because of one person. Oh, I know that person because I'm excited for the same reason. Yeah. So we are watching mayhem yeah let me now we, this is on shutter which shutter is a horror subscription that we get through amazon prime so while the title makes me think action i think we're gonna get some horror horror well because i actually asked you when you sent me this cover because first i sent you a sci-fi movie and he's like it's october i thought we were doing horror and i was like fuck i forgot and then you sent me this one and it looks very much action movie and i'm going babe you just told me no on a sci-fi and now you're handing me an action movie and he said no it's on shutter and shutter is the horror channel for I love it. Again, revealing uh, the negotiations that go through by its cover where we we do somehow still turn down movies, even though the premise of the podcast is not turning down a movie unless it's got a cover. No, the premise of the movie is choosing a movie only based on the cover. Fair point. That doesn't mean that we can't see several covers. Do you ever wonder if there's a director somewhere that like when he was pitching this movie got all the way through shooting it he shot or she shot or they shot Joe Lynch the world's greatest movie oh and then they were like we're gonna put this out what cover do you want on it director person and the director was like fucking nobody cares about covers they'll appreciate my art and then we exist <laughs> And just to completely be like the most arbitrary thing. (laughs) That's how we're deciding your movie. Um, It's interesting because, you know, we don't just we talked about this the other day. Um, We don't just watch uh, movies for the podcast. Like we do watch movies outside of the podcast. And there's Mm -hmm. always a little bit of. Um, oh shit, should we podcast this to it now? Um, but I I think that that's it's very interesting the 
the different ways where we watch a movie that's for by its cover versus not by its cover. Because uh, you put on a movie the other day that I would have absolutely shot down because uh, what was it called? It was um, it was the one that I was like, babe, I'm not going to watch this. This looks like the cover of Mandy or the not Mandy, the um, the other one where Nick Cage goes insane with the purple light. The color out of space. Yeah, that one. Cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. I kept saying Mandy. Beloved HP Lovecraft story. The color out of space. But we don't love HP Lovecraft. You love his stories. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say tentacles and I was going to. We're recording in a house that we both own and I would have stormed out of it. (laughs) But I did not. Um and so it was very interesting because you put that movie on and we watched it and I absolutely it just I couldn't do it. Um, but I sat through the whole thing because I knew it was something that you were enjoying. I have no idea what you're talking about. The one with Ryan Katan and J.K. Simmons with. the Oh, yeah, that movie was great. What the hell's your problem? No, it was not great. It was set in a dirty, gross bathroom the whole entire time. And I could not Oh my god, it was called Glorious and it's J.K. Simmons talking to you through a glory hole for 90 minutes. Yeah. And Uh, for those of you listening at home, I, uh, I'm not being facetious with that description. It's not like I'm, like, covering up something. (laughs) It's, honestly, I loved it. And, uh, the fact that you didn't really speaks volumes to how we, uh, we are different people. And this is why we record this now in different rooms. Yeah. Kevin, your little thing for your headphone is on upside down. I wondered why it felt weird. <laughs> you, you look like you have an upside down ear or something. Ow! It's not <laughs> that, better. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> oh, it's not better, but it, it'll do for the moment. That'll so anyways, do uh, not every movie we watch is for by its cover. We promised these people such a better podcast than we're <laughs> introing. <laughs> we set out some bold claims about percentages that we are not delivering. The you back half better really step it up. We're giving them the behind the scenes information. Me as a person that dives deep into fandom when it comes to loving something uh, appreciates the little glimpses behind the magic curtain. Oh my god. It, it it would be like if the Wizard of Oz, instead of revealing a little man behind the curtain, it was just a little man that was just furiously masturbating. And you're like, that's oh, that's way worse. That's just what is he doing? It's not even hard. It's like he's just pulling sad saltwater taffy. No, babe. Now you just know. Uh, I was going to say if he ended with a happy ending, then it was a good thing. But then you made it very uncomfortable. <laughs> you, you wait. You want the wizard to have finished? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, at least something would happy would happen then. Oh, he's like, oh, all over the yellow brick road. (laughs) All right, come on, girl, to my balloon. (laughs) Kevin, anyways, we're watching. You were the one that gave him like post nut clarity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just like, he's angrily like being like, they haven't invented for hymns in this universe. Uh, Kevin. (laughs) For hymns, sponsor of this podcast, potentially. 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, right. so let's actually talk about this movie that we are. Uh, yeah, going to let's be get into that. It's otherwise it's going to be masturbating old men all the way down. No, we don't want that. Um, okay, so we are watching the movie Mayhem. Okay. Um, and it is starring Stephen Yun. Okay. And Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving, who we've talked about before on this podcast. I, and I actually, when I saw she was in this, I did a, I did a Google. I did a Googs. He did the Googs. I looked it up. And I was like, because I was like, have I loved everything she's been in? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, there's some stuff I haven't seen. But from what she's been in that I've watched, nails it. Chef's kiss. Guns Akimbo, Ready or Not. <sighs> The babysitter. There was other stuff. The babysitter, one and two, though less yep. so two. Yeah, but she, well, that wasn't her fault because she wasn't in it very much. Exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, she's great. Yep, we love a Samara weaving movie in this house. Uh, so Stephen Yun for uh, our Walking Dead people was um with the Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Never watched Walking Dead. Yeah, it was real sad when I get. I guess for the the fans, it was real sad when his character was murdered. Um. Okay, so, uh, Kevin, would you like to explain the cover, or would you like me to? I got to intro and explain covers. Okay, oh I'll God, explain. Why am I pulling so much duty here? So <laughs> pulling duty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't get that content anywhere else. Okay, so we have. First of all, I apologize for this. Uh, for our YouTube watchers, for this being in a um, Word document, I couldn't get the file to save it, so it was. It is what it is. Uh, so we have several quotes about this movie on the cover. I'd like to start with those. Uh, we've got balls to the wall, cinematic, cinematic arc. Oh, oh, maybe I shouldn't have started. Anarchy, uh, violent masterpiece, and relentlessly entertaining. Uh, then we've got kind of an action uh, set. It's in a circle in the center. Uh, you've got Steven Yeun looking up towards the sky, all bloody. You've got Samara weaving smaller underneath him. She's got a nail gun. She's got some badass sunglasses. Uh, she looks like she's going to be firing said nail gun. Uh, there's a gentleman to the right uh, that's got some uh, knuckle what are those things? Brass knuckles on uh, a lady who I think might be Rihanna. Oh, okay. Uh, how do you start clockwise? And then how do you read fucking clocks in this world, woman? I didn't say I was going clockwise. No, but that would have been the logical way to do it. That's not how I did it. I, I noticed. No, that is not. There's no way that's Rihanna. Um, Let's look at the little list. Uh, no, it's not. No, um, no, it's not. Stop. Stop looking for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, she's gorgeous, whoever she is. Uh, looking very professional off to the left. Uh, and then underneath, <clears throat> underneath them, we've got mayhem scrawled across all of them. And then underneath that, um, you've got a guy in full quarantine getup and several... Um, police officers dressed in full SWAT gear uh, with helmets on behind him. Kind of looks like they're trying to protect him. Uh, and then there's a little baby thing over onto the left-hand side, which is Steven Yeon uh, 
hitting somebody uh, who's trying to not get hit. Uh, And then behind everything, uh, it looks like they did a color run. It's just splashes of just orange and yellow and red uh, all all behind everybody. Uh, And then scrawled in what looks to be maybe spray paint in the bottom right hand corner. It says hostile work environment period after each word. I read it like the comic book guy from uh, Simpsons, you know, worst episode ever. And this is just hostile work environment. I don't watch the Simpsons. So yeah, you should watch classic American media, the Simpsons. Okay. Just so saying. this, this <laughs> movie is a Joe Lynch film. Oh, you forgot the quarantine area. Oh yes. Yeah. So instead of crime scene tape, it says quarantine area. Yeah. Um, and so we've got a Joe Lynch film. Which do then, we know? Do you know Joe Lynch? I feel like we know Joe Lynch. Uh, we've got Stephen Yun, Samara Weaving, then casting, blah, blah, blah. I, I can actually read all the little things right now. So I'm looking through them real quick uh, to see if. Oh, Stephen Yun was an executive producer. Okay. Uh Oh, interesting. So he's done. He's this. Joe Lynch has actually done some stuff that we enjoy. Okay. Um, Knights of Badassdom. Ooh, I did like that. Yeah, we did enjoy that. Uh, Wrong Turn Two. Never seen it. Chillerama, which, if I remember correctly, I feel like that's an anthology. Yeah. Um, I think. I don't know if we watched Chillerama. I don't know if you watched it with me. Um, so do you remember that short film? Uh, that was actually the dude from True Blood that we yeah, Ryan was just Katan. inglorious. Yeah, uh, that was he played Eddie Brock in that. The truth in journalism one came out right around the time the Tom Jane Punisher short came out. OK, the US universe. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he did that. Um, he did the point blank remake or no, not even the point blank remake. Is there a point, point blank? There's a point break. And yeah, point I was thinking blank. point break. But no, uh, no, he did point blank. That's got Frank Grillo and Anthony Mackie, which I'm like, I didn't know anything about. Might actually watch that. And Mm -hmm. uh, the 2021 Creep Show. Okay. Yeah. So um, we definitely enjoyed some some stuff. Nights of Bad Astem. That was good. We've watched it a couple times, actually. Um, I I think it's that one that we like we forget we've watched it and then we turn (laughs) on. We're like, fucking. Oh, yeah. How do we forget Peter Dinklage is in this? Yeah. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to point out was that uh, it has several um, film entries. So it was in South by Southwest uh, Film Festival in 2017, uh, Fantasia, pa- Popcorn Frights, and the Chattanooga Film Festival in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's been in some things. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I just want to point out that that nail gun that she's got, that's industrial. So, uh, Mm-hmm. It's it, it powerful, I guess. I don't know. It just it looks intimidating. Also, uh, you, you have me when you have Samara weaving in a movie. And it's funny because it's not even like a you not like I'm not trying to be one of those creepy dudes. It's like I'd watch that because she's hot. Like yeah. That, we, that weird guy that you always knew saw Megan Fox movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, dude, she in any movie she's in, uh, she has no problem just like going full puss in that movie. She's just going to be badass. She puts her whole body into it. 
<laughs> you look at me and it's not. No, you don't judge me because I sing nine to five by Dolly Parton with my full puss. OK, <laughs> full puss is a state of being not a, a weird action that you do. I just have never heard that phrase before. So did you make it up? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Are you trying to make it a thing? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be uh, our next shirt that we put up on our uh, Etsy marketplace. <laughs> Putting in my full puss. And it's just going to be a cat just being like splat. <laughs> uh, I don't Not know a, what you fucking... Did you, were you going to call me on my, my, my delightful colloquialisms? It's, a, um, it's an Indiana thing. It's a Hoosier thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I've been here longer than you've been here. Yeah, true. Uh, I don't know. I picked it up in one of these backwater states. Um, <laughs> going full puss. <laughs> okay, so, Kevin, what do you think this movie is going to be about? <laughs> Mayhem. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Steve Yen. Okay. Is uh, a workaday guy that doesn't take time for himself he's a he's a real career boy as it were <laughs> and then one day he's at his job and he says something like fateful like nothing exciting ever happens here and that's why one of it, one of his coworkers, i'm gonna bet they get bit by that rage virus like 28 days later style and they just start rage monstering so you're thinking zombies i'm thinking zombies i'm zombs. thinking zombies yeah. And then Samara Weaving comes in and he thinks it's going to be some ROMs with his ZOMs. Okay. But she isn't there to ROM. She's there to kill ZOMs and she drops some bombs. I think he thinks that like she's going to be, he's going to have to protect her and she's going to mess shit up. Okay. And it's going to turn out it was all like an experiment by the corporation. Okay. Yeah. Well, like that want- one... That one like movie we watched. Resident where, Evil? <laughs> no. Um, it was set in Mexico and they were in that really tall office building. Is this a way of finding out we've already watched this? <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm curious. Have we watched this? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Oh, oh man. shit. Did we? No. Well, I, I can't I would get tomorrow weaving. You don't just forget Sammy Weaves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So I think it's going to be is this, shit. Have we seen this? Movie? I don't know. Is this a, the, the moment on by its cover where we both have the dawning realization that maybe we've seen a movie before? I know. <laughs> and we forgot. <laughs> well, um, we plow through and we lie to our listeners. I think we proceed and just, you know, live hey, you in know the- what? Let's find our inner Samara weaving. Full puss this movie. Let's full puss it. Um, I just don't, don't like how that it. feels. Um, I think it's going to be set in a corporate office. Um, maybe a um, like a brokerage firm uh, where people do stocks and shit. And uh, I think that, oh no, I bet it's going to be... I bet it's going to be like a sciencey lab, but that also has like a business section because every business has to have an accounting and you got to market. Okay, yeah. Viagra was originally designed to make your heart beat gooder. 
Uh, okay. And then um, you were like, I'm going to use it to beat this dick gooder. Why do we keep talking about dicks and puss in this episode? Because <laughs> this is the episode where Kevin goes full puss. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think that I can't uh, wait till your sister listens to this one and she's like, Kevin, really? How many times did you say full puss? <laughs> she's gonna start a Shay, start a checklist. <laughs> um, okay, so she uh I think that they are in an office space, obviously, and he is going to be uh one of the scientists working on something and he's kind of a clumsy dude and he actually knocks something over and that's what starts the quarantine and he somehow gets out of the room because he just like runs to the door or whatever and then the quarantine procedure locks down and the people that were still in there be zombified and uh and they have to lock down the whole building and it's them trying to get out of the building but also he's trying to see if he can find a cure in the uh 7th floor that's being renovated for a new science lab and that's where all the new stuff is in boxes and so he has to make a, like a makeshift lab and Samara is uh, like protecting him with the nail gun while he's doing his sciencey stuff to try to come up with a cure before it escapes into the world and wreaks global annihilation okay so you're going zomcom not romzomcom uh no no I don't think there's gonna be a rom part to it no rom just zomcom yeah okay well actually now that I'm thinking about it does Samara Weaving ever have like she doesn't really have like love scenes or love things in her movies that she's not in. that we've seen I mean yeah um, I'm granted she's been in things we haven't seen but and I don't want to I don't want to say I'm a weave head I'm a I true mean, weave lever. <laughs> I approve. Yeah. I don't know what they call Samara Weaving fans, but true Weave Lever sounds as good as anything else. Um, <laughs> but I think uh I, I think there's some interesting stuff there. I would be I'd be curious to see if this like flips a little bit like if your standard horror movie trope, you mm-hmm. know, where it's the male character being the aggressive tough one. Um, which I mean, she did in Guns Akimbo very well. I mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Um, I would love to see that in this too. Um, mm-hmm. I also the interesting I think idea would be I'd be curious if they are the science angle that you put in there, where like they have that kind of agency. I mm-hmm. wonder. Um, thinking of some of the other stuff Joe Lynch has done, there's almost like a darkly satirical. Mm-hmm. element to some of that stuff like you know he did hatchet too or he was in <laughs> hatchet too um which was kind of like making fun of horror movies in some ways and yeah. like so i'm like I, I wonder if that's not going to be there because that seems almost like optimistic in a way or, yeah. or a little bit too traditional for that guy but i'm curious too because i could see it work because he could be just like hey we're gonna invert gender roles and we're gonna make him the one that needs to be defended and protected yeah and he's the, he's the one that's you know, kind of the damsel. 
I mean, obviously he's punching someone on the cover, so he has to punch someone at some point. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, I mean, sometimes you gotta, when you see Samara Weaving going full puss, you gotta punch (laughs) someone. That's just what She is the the female movie equivalent of like when you watched 300 for the first time and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get abs. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. Like there's that scene in ready or not where she like slams her hand onto a nail to climb up a oh, well. And I was like, fucking yeah, get it girl. You like God, do what you gotta. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's exactly like when I hit that high note in Jolene, there's no high <laughs> note in Jolene, but I still sing it. Full bush puss. All right. <laughs> you could say, I will always love you, Dolly Parton version. Yeah, but you won't hold me like I was Whitney Houston and you were Kevin Costner. Okay. On the cover of the movie Bodyguard. Because I'm talking about the Dolly Parton version, not yeah. the Yeah. Well, Whitney yeah, that's, that's your reason why you won't do it is you're like, mm, <laughs> I don't fuck with covers in this house, sir. I am also <laughs> not strong enough. Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably the reason more so than the like you respect Dolly <laughs> too much. Um, I don't know if I said that right. I kind of kind of mixed the word that I thought it was with ovary, and I got ouvwa. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We don't have listeners in France, so. Well, if we do, let us know if Kevin was right or wrong. <laughs> or don't. I don't give a fuck. I say words how I want. All right, it's all made up gibberish anyways all right <laughs> should we go watch a movie let's go watch a movie <laughs> all right and we're back having just watched mayhem mayhaps we just watched mayhem Um, when I think of mayhem I think of the guy on the Allstate commercials I think I think Allstate paid a lot of money to make you think that and (laughs) that also makes me think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because he played the vulture on Brooklyn Nine-Nine it's true R.I.P. Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah they had a good send off though I thought it was a yeah they did They, they, they went out on top on their own terms yeah sure are we talking about brooklyn 99 for this podcast is this uh did we turn to a <laughs> buy it's 99 i don't know um no i think that that would not have an infinite number of episodes possible whereas we have set ourselves up for success in the fact that there's always going to be movies and there's always going to be covers so Oh, don't knock on some wood. What if they all of a sudden are like, yeah, you know, we're going to this new coverless system. We're just going to send you the disc and you fucking guess what it is. <laughs> I can um, I can I can see that happening. It's, uh, it's I mean, uh, just, I don't know if you remember this or if this was something that you uh, did, but I remember in college when I had Netflix, when Netflix was a service that you actually got sent DVDs from. Uh, it was pre them switching to streaming services. And uh, the Netflix uh, DVDs came in just Netflix covered packages. So technically that's already been there, done that. I mean, obviously you got to choose which DVDs you were being sent. Um, 
I remember getting uh, Law and Order SVU sent to me, and the problem with doing that. Uh, the box set is the fact that you could only have three DVDs out at a time and they wouldn't always send you the same thing the, the DVDs in the right order so thankfully Law and Order is not really something that you have to watch weekly to get the the setup like it's definitely a one shot system kind of setup for a show but um, yeah I those are good old days it's just <laughs> How are you like, you know what this day needs? I need to plan a week from now that I want to watch <laughs> Ice Q. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Ice T get baffled by sexual assault on a yeah. show that he's been doing for 20 years. Like, he's just like, you mean rape? And you're like, yeah, Ice T. That was fun. It was, it was the last week they talked about this. How are you still shocked? I realize I'm biting on a John Mulaney bit, but like how they keep making episodes it feels like the same way they keep making some of these movies that we watch where they're like well people are dumb they're gonna forget (laughs) um i i haven't watched svu in quite a while uh and at that point i don't think that they were 20 years in just an fyi because i've been out of college a little bit of time (laughs) yeah yeah we've established yeah old uh you're just as old as me now because you just celebrated a birthday don't do this don't do this (laughs) don't don't bring me down to your old level oh yeah so we watched mayhem decidedly not an old movie in fact it's uh it's pretty hip it's what the what kids would say a a new one no (laughs) I don't know what you want. Quit hand jiving at me, woman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, it's I, I have an adjustable desk if you're watching this on the YouTube. Uh, otherwise, just use the theater of the mind to understand what's happening. And I adjusted it too far. And rather than correct for my mistakes, I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to sit very upright straight and not move. Um, you, you could so probably that is your camera. Nope. Down. Okay. <laughs> we are committed now. It, everything is set. I can't talk about mayhem unless I have a, a just a rigid spine. <laughs> just really, really proving that there was no scoliosis in me. As straight and tall as the corporate building that uh, this movie was set in. Yeah. So mayhem. Uh, really? I was like, oh, man, uh, not a great movie to watch post COVID. Uh, okay, let's first. What did you snack on during Mayhem? I do not remember. Okay, you had um, Domino's pizza. Oh yeah, because you, I, I had come back from a open mic. Yep. And you had ordered pizza, even though we were like, "Hey, we need to watch what we eat." And you're like, "Well, I'm gonna watch as Domino's go in my mouth." <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So <laughs> you had some of that because I saved I you some. Well, you were you were thoughtful, honey. Well, you you didn't have a choice. You know the way pizza works in our house is scavengers' rights. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, we really are law of uh, like like a barbarian tribe. Like you keep what you kill. Uh, yeah, um, but so, just for bread dough and sauce and cheese. <laughs> yeah, I I did not eat anything because I had already eaten Domino's prior yeah. to that. Um, Though I think you could have eaten during this movie. This movie didn't. I don't think you gagged during it. Uh, nope. I don't no. remember gagging. No, uh, we uh, we took you to Terrifier the week before, and that really kind of gagged you out. <sighs> Terrifier two, um, definitely was. Uh, it made my tummy very upset. Uh, 
which if you follow me on Twitter, you're aware of that because I had an interaction with somebody on there that was like, people have said they've been nauseous from it. I'm like, that's fucking true. That is so goddamn true. Uh, yeah, it was it it was very unset- unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Mayhem, though, I don't kind of fun in a way. I it don't was. Know. Uh, so we I just want to point out that uh, we were a little concerned in the intro about this being a movie we had already seen. It was not that movie. Nope. Uh, that one was called The Belco Experiment, which we um, talked about in one of our uh, horror advent calendar. Oh, podcasts. yeah. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Belco Experiment was also good. Yes. Um, similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, okay. So post COVID. So this was from 2017, if I yeah. if I remember correctly. And um, they have what it is is um, there is wow that was a lot of ises. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pick this one up. There's a rage virus or a virus that eliminates your brain's ability to be inhibited. Yeah. It, and they call it the id id seven because of the Freud's id and yeah. how it just lets you do whatever your id wants. Um, yeah, it suppresses uh, the the rational part of your brains. Um, and the character played by Glenn from Walking Dead, Stephen Yen. Yeah, is, I'm looking up their names real quick. Yeah, Stephen Yen's character uh, is the lawyer that found the loophole that got the first uh, ID7 victim off of Derek. Uh, his name yeah, off Derek. of uh, charges, murder charges. Yes. Um, and the movie actually gets kind of interesting. So they get an infection of the, of the virus mm-hmm. the day he gets fired due to some corporate shenanigans and basically some corporate backstabbing yeah so that a little bit more about the virus is they it had already been going on in the it, it been going on and so they had found a cure for it but it was not a it took like eight hours to to get rid of the infection which they called the red eye infection uh, because your one of your eyes gets really itchy and so you get a red eye yeah yeah Yeah, it's not (laughs) fatal but uh the lack of inhibitions can cause fatalities yeah um it was actually kind of interesting so like one of the things i first immediately thought when they talked about this i was like oh we would totally turn that virus into a narcotic like we like i'm like i could totally see that being used as um some kind of like psychotrope. I don't know if it's quite the word, but just basically like I could see people weaponizing it real oh, quick. Oh, for sure. Uh, and in fact, I was so surprised the movie somewhat implied, like tries to, I don't know if they tried to, ah, I'm he- I'm hemming and hawing. Movie kind of implies <laughs> that there was like some level of like corporate espionage or even, I think they were even hinting, but I think it's a plot line that got abandoned mm. that, uh, that Samara Weaving's character intentionally infected the building i didn't get that because it was in the water the first time we see it is in the water glass that steven drinks no which was in the room with her but later it said that when he was after he got maced in the throat Mm -hmm. um he went to the um water jugs and uh, drank out of that and then there was a voiceover that said something about how it was in the water uh, yeah. like from the 
what coolers, the water cooler. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I, I, I thought that like that would have been an interesting plot point too. Because I'm Agreed. like, oh yeah, that would be a great way to do industrial sabotage. Like it's this virus that kind of can pop up anywhere and mm-hmm. like it has such unpredictable effects. Like how would you go back to work? You're like, hey, so yesterday got pretty crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. We all did some stuff. You're like, Jonathan, you bit my fucking finger off. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and not only that is, yeah, you come back to, yeah, you built, bit my finger off. However, then you know that there's actually a part of that person that wants to bite your finger off, that really dislikes you so much that they want to maim you. <laughs> How terrifying would it be, though, if you like you just sat there and like some guy was clearly going through it and he's just calm, just sitting there zen. You're like, dude, I don't I resent you. Like, yeah. we're all losing our shit. <laughs> and you're just over here being like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy." You're like, I'm, "We're gonna kill that guy." I didn't want to kill anyone, but now we're all agreeing, like, kill that guy, right? Like, that he is is way too mentally stable, too content. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he gets fired due to uh, kind of some corporate backstabbing, and mm-hmm. he also meets Samara Weaving's character, who is trying to prevent her house from being foreclosed upon. Uh huh. Because of a a weird bank like uh, snafu. I mean, they owed money on it, but there was there was no leniency granted or something like that. So she was trying to get an extension, and he's like, "No." Irene, who is one of the owners of the uh, law firm, was like, "He goes, she's never going to go for it." Yeah, there's there's a lot there. Again, this movie feels like satire. In a lot of ways, like mm-hmm. it's it, it very much intended to be like a dark comedy, satirical movie. Um, but it's making fun of like the mortgage crisis or highlighting the mortgage crisis, so, which is interesting because it, come it comes out in 2017. I'm like, oh, that's five years in the past, like mm-hmm. from when like the height of that being hit. Like, I mean, we still have the effects of it, but it, oh, for, sure. for a lot of people, I don't know if it's as relevant of the topic. It's funny, though, because I'm like, the COVID thing would have been really like, been prescient. <laughs> um, you mean people not quarantining and taking precautions and just like being like, <laughs> no, and the guy like sacrificing his workers for capitalism where he just literally breaks down the man hours yeah. or the billable hours that it's going to cost him or that he's going to lose. Yeah, for like, eight, Ooh. he he said that on average, each employee bills two hundred dollars an hour and that they're going to be not working for eight hours and then he said it's going to cost him like half a million dollars or yeah yeah, half a million dollars and i just thought that was really interesting because they're supposed to be one of the top law firms in that city and their average billable rate is only two hundred dollars an hour well because he breaks it down by by the number of employees he has so i'm assuming he's also factoring that in for like the it guy well that it guy is not billing a a client you know but they're there um and actually the it guy was pretty like chill when yeah. they, they meet him, he's like the most well mannered. Which what I'm like, it, I've like met Randy? people. Yeah, I've met people in IT. They're not. They're not. They're permanently enraged at the world. Oh, I don't know about that. Really? <laughs> okay. I. Anyways, yeah, so we've got. I'm we, right. <laughs> we've got Derek, who's been fired, and right as he gets fired and gets the security's trying to take him out of the building because he wants to talk to the head honchos and explain his case and talk about how the siren um like fucked him over essentially um and 
he wants to go to the top floor where it's the nine, which is like the board. Um, And they refuse to let him do that because obviously, and as he's getting ready to be thrown out by security, the CDC comes in and quarantines the building. So everybody's locked inside, which holy shit. Can we talk about how quickly the CDC responds in this movie? Again, this is how, you know, it's fantasy. Um, (laughs) We all lived it. They, they didn't work that fast. Like they, like, Though, I don't know, did we kind of live this and that was just Florida was our, this law firm? <laughs> and we're just like, man, they're gonna, they're gonna have to work through this on their own. Um, they got <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah. And uh, it, I think what was so interesting to me is um, I was right a little bit. It was kind of the rage virus mm-hmm. a la like 28 days later. But people can still make rational decisions. They still have memory. They still have, I mean, they have grudges, things like that. It was very interesting how it chose to represent losing impulse control was. And that was more of it than actual rage because it wasn't always rage because there was a bunch of sex stuff. There was... um, there was like crying and they even go over that. Like the voiceover that Derek does is uh, he talks about it. It's like people in depression get even more depressed you know all of these different things like if you if you take your anti-anxiety meds or your adhd meds then it's it they go to like top or like they turn the volume all the way on you know um so they i really think they kind of thought about like i'm sure somebody sat down and storyboarded how this virus actually works and interacts and and what it looks like it wise well i I think i think like definitely took a a screenwriter or somebody that being like look we've got to dial this down or else what this is going to be is just a weird like gore porn Mm -hmm. um like just Eli Roth style bloodbath movie with questionable sex stuff going on. And that's not, that doesn't make the point that they want to make about how like soulless and soul crushing and dehumanizing and how like everything about bureaucracy is this thin veneer of Mm -hmm. civility and structure. And these are the rules and that shit doesn't actually exist. Um, Yeah. And these people are like in the, in a lot of cases, like these people are monstrous in a lot of ways. Right. Especially the higher up they, they go. Yeah. Which we see, um, in the fact that, so the, the mm-hmm. law firm's called Smith and Towers or Towers and Smith. Mm-hmm. And, um, Derek is trying to, his like ne- nemesis is, is the siren, but also towers because towers is the one that keeps getting swayed by the siren. Um, and, and just refuses to be wrong in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he's totally the normal, like lawyer, corporate stooge trope that you would see cocaine, yeah. golf, like suspenders, nice suit, like crazy haircut. Just well, yeah, and also Derek refuses to like compromise morally. Yeah. It, Cause like when you first meet towers, he's like, I drew this thing and the guy jumping on a bomb. And he's like, do you know, like, do you understand this? And Derek's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I do. But like, it shouldn't be me. I didn't fuck up. I didn't make a mistake. And 
like he's just Derek refuses to understand or refuses to kind of accept what's happening is like they're trying to get you to fall on your sword and give you a golden parachute and mm-hmm. like he just refuses to sell out and it's kind of an interesting again morally like this character that should you know like yeah, even you- as even as mentor figures like man take the money go and do something else yeah, because he starts the he starts the movie talking about his student loans and like how he how you pretty much see him go up in the elevator and as he's going up, it's going through the years of his uh, his um, career and uh, you know he's talking about how he just got back into painting because he enjoys that, but it was very interesting because um, you know, he talks about his student loans and how he's going to be paying those off for years. So here's my question to you, Cap. And uh, Derek gets offered this. So he he's essentially thrown under the bus. He gets offered, as you said, this golden parachute, um, kind of like a, a severance package that it's he, hush money. Yeah, it's hush money. He, he's supposed to say that it was all his fault and sign off on it. And he's like, okay, but then they're going to take away my law degree and this, that, and the other thing. Would you take the money or would you stick to your morals? It's interesting because they don't tell you how much money it is. Because, yeah, like there would be a certain amount of money that's like, yeah, shut up, go away money that I'm like, well, I can see that solving my problem. But then I would just be giving myself more problems in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also money where I'm like, well, Hey, it uh, turns out integrity can be bought and it required fewer <laughs> zeros than you thought. I mean, uh, like if somebody came up to me and were like, hey, for $10 million, will you never get on stage and tell a joke ever again? And I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Deal. Uh, <laughs> do you guys do that in cash or can I get that here? Like, well, how are we? I'll oh, take it in a silver briefcase. This is hypothetical. I wasn't supposed to say no. Okay, no. Can- IOUs at million a week. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it just yeah. It, it, the movie doesn't specify that, which I guess again, it doesn't have to because they're trying to point out like he do, he hasn't lost his soul all the way. Yeah, and he tries to recover that, and he actually ends up recovering it with the help of Samara Weaving's character, mm-hmm. whose Ooh. name Melanie Melanie Cross. Melanie. Melanie yeah. Cross. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Samara Weaving in this. Um, mm-hmm. She bounces between kind of like uh, just this manic mm-hmm. giggling at murder stuff and then just like one liners and then just being badass. Yes. But actually, one of the things we talked about this is we were both wrong. Like nobody, they didn't reverse the roles. Mm-mm. Derek was a badass and yep. Melanie was a badass throughout. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, he was not a scientist. Like Mm-mm. they had already come up with the cure. Uh, well, so they were working on a vaccine. They were working on a vaccine, which actually, the at they say at the end, which this isn't really a spoiler. It's just kind of a fun little after uh, thought. Uh, they say at the end that this mayhem that's caused at this law firm uh, actually springboards the CDC and other scientists into fast tracking a vaccine so that it this would never happen again because yeah. I mean you really do see the definition of mayhem throughout this whole movie every time as soon as the, the red eye virus starts 
infiltrating people uh, in the background. There's always stuff looking to look at in the background of this movie, uh, which I actually really appreciate the the writer director on this in the fact that, you know, you could look anywhere in a scene and see more than what just the main characters were doing, but it was never too much that it was distracting from the main story. It was just adding to the environment, which I was very impressed with. You know, I, not to derail us, I always think like this had a very much a purge feel to it in some oh, ways. For sure. I really wish somebody would just finally understand what we want in a purge movie. We want a goddamn anthology movie like Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine how interesting this would have been? And I don't maybe I'm the only one because I love anthologies. But <laughs> if you got like six stories that all kind of interwove mm-hmm. through this day like what's because like yeah i i mean i i want to know what happens with Derek and melanie mm-hmm. um but i also am kind of like there's an it guy that's like watching this yeah and like, meg yeah uh yeah they're like siren's assistant yeah there's so many characters that i'm like what is that day like you know what would it be like if you were the security guard in the control room watching this knowing you're like the last uninfected person yeah, because you're all you like know. locked in and you're yeah. not around anybody. Um, what do you do? You know, what's the next day look like? What's the custodian being like? Oh, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> gotta, <laughs> I have to put in the overtime. Uh, I, wow. <laughs> Country <is> wisdom. <laughs> you're the you're the only uninfected executive assistant. And you're like, fuck, I'm going to have to call yeah. contractors tomorrow. I need to get the POs done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like the one guy was still trying to conduct business. I mean, like yeah. like the one lady was on the phone, like yelling at the person. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what is that like? I want to know. Yeah. Um, and that's like the purge. I'm like, I don't care about an overarching narrative about the poor. Like, yeah. I mean, I do, but that's yeah. real life. Uh, <laughs> that's real life. <laughs> like, I don't, I just want a movie about murder mayhem. Um, <laughs> it, it, but like this movie kind of delivers in a lot of ways. It, it's, it's, uh, the fights are very brutal, very mm-hmm. kinetic. Um, everything feels, in a lot of ways, weighted. Um, yeah. But not over the top. I mean, that's one of the things is like, these characters take beatings. Okay. And maybe this is just me, but it almost feels like somebody that who whomever made this movie um, had a love of slapstick comedy, but wanted to throw that into an action movie uh, there is and i've i've said this so many times joe lynch. A, i don't know why i keep forgetting joe lynch is the director yeah uh, Mateus caruso is the writer yeah um i there's something about this genre of action movie that borders on comical that i love yeah I'm, the smoking aces the cop mm-hmm. shop where i'm like these aren't these incredibly precise precision, like one shot, one kill type people. They're just like, Nope, we're going to a bullet train did it too very well, where it was like, like the character is, you can tell they're supposed to be this world-class assassin, but a lot of it's just him getting lucky and rolling at the right time Mm -hmm. or like just moving in a certain way. And it's, it's so, uh, just kind of charming in a way of just like yes. oh, I could flail my maybe that's it because it gives a person like me this like hope that I could flail my way to a victory yeah in a fight <laughs> where I'm just like if I if I just 
slap hard enough at the air, <laughs> I could knock him out. I could catch a bullet. Um, and that's that's just because you know I, when I watch like martial arts movies, and I just watch guys that are like, I have practiced one kick one hundred times a day. My leg muscles are like iron. And I'd be like, well, I'm not going to do that. I uh, <laughs> I ate half a pepperoni pizza. And uh, I don't know about you, but I want some, instead of kicking, I want some chicken wings. <laughs> All right. Can't do that, but I can flail. I can fucking flail. It's, uh, it is there. I want, we need a word for it. I'm going to, I'm coining the term. It's, it's a button masher action movies because it's the same <gasps> way that you, Play fighting I, games. Yeah, where you just slap the controller and hope something happens and you're infuriating to play against. <laughs> That's me. It's me to a T. Yeah, because yeah. I don't I don't I'm not good at video games, but I have a lot of fun when I get to press the buttons oh real quick. Oh my god. <laughs> like a like a child with like a magpie just pecking at shiny things. That's you. I just, uh, yeah, I love, I love a button masher action movie. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to start thinking of these because that's what they just are. It's just these characters that are great, but like, yeah, they're doing what they can, man. (laughs) So essentially the, the thread throughout this whole movie is trying to get to the top floor, the ninth floor, eighth floor. It doesn't matter Yeah, to see the nine. Yeah, and uh, you know it. It felt very much like a video game in the fact that, you know, to get to seven, he had to get the sirens key card, and to get to eight, he had to, he had to get um, Irene or or um, Towers uh, key card, and then you could get to the nine. And yeah. um, you know, the things kept getting thrown in their way, and people kept trying to kill him, and it, you know, it just it was. I thought it was well paced. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the bits of comedy in it. Uh, I really enjoyed Derek and Melanie's interactions. I thought that they did the evolution of that yeah. um, acquaintanceship, friendship uh, very well. And hell uh, yeah, for a movie that lets an Asian lead bang interracially. Yeah. Yeah, they got it on. Yeah. <laughs> they let Good their- job, movie being very progressive. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Thumbs up. Um yeah, I was I was tickled by this movie. I know. Here and this is gonna sound like I'm critiquing it unfairly. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Though, okay, there's a certain version of this movie that exists in the multiverse that I really would want to see, which is uh maybe the ID seven virus. It, doesn't go away in eight hours and they keep the building on quarantine for like a week or two weeks and just like tribes start to form and sit like civilizations based on the floors that movie that movie with uh tom hiddleston well daybreak is another great example Um, remember that tom hiddleston one where they're stuck on the high rise it's just high rise rise. i think it's high rise yeah where it's like civilizations start to form like i would love to see this like bartering raiding and they like have to work their way up through the different levels i would love like a a slower burn on that are we also talking about the fact that that's a little bit dread like (laughs) yeah i have no problem with this being like dread (laughs) i have i am why yeah why would you you know what in fact if if derek just covered his face and was played by carl urban um 
And at one point he's like, citizens of peach trees. I am the law. <laughs> it's judgment time. <laughs> you did it better than me. <laughs> it's because I, every night before bed, practice this. <laughs> judgment you practice your- time. <laughs> um, I don't want to give too much more away because I, yeah. I, I'm going to recommend the shit out of this movie. Yeah, this I mean, this movie uh, has a Bioshock vibe a little bit, too, about like the the excesses of uh, capitalism or like when you remove restrictions from people. It's so funny to me because I'm like we talk about like the Hollywood industry, a Hollywood machine being this like, yeah, this is kind of a corrupt industry. But it's like also the one that makes the stories about like corrupt (laughs) industries. They're like, well, let's never turn this lens inward. (laughs) (laughs) The self-reflection and also the um, cognitive dissonance in it. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, yeah, fuck those corporations for exploiting people. (laughs) Anyways, how much of a tax break do we get by shooting in a country that doesn't have labor laws? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was something I was going to say. Crap, I forgot it. Um. You say something and I'll think about whether or not I can. Hey, I we haven't done this before, but okay, you know I've been I've been playing around with AI. Oh my god, please. So I I plugged in some stuff. Uh I plugged in um just so we can for our listeners, I've been playing around with mid journey. I plugged in what I felt was some of the key things from this movie, which uh was mayhem. Okay. Violent. Uh-huh. Zombie rage virus movie. Okay. And do, do you want to see what it came up with? Yeah, I want to see. Okay, there's four options. I haven't gone through and like refined any of them. So you're getting what it thinks mayhem would be about. And okay. Present. Share screen. I I love how I'm doing this like an old person. Um, share screen. Share screen. Oh, oh uh, darling. Hey, I pinched I the Zoom. I pinched the Zoom. <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, do you feel like this was actually a good movie to watch for October? Do you feel like this? You know, it wasn't as horror as I thought it would be. It was definitely more of like an action comedy with a little light horror. Okay, yeah. so this is what it came up with. Uh, I feel like none of these really represent quite like... Bottom right, that's a nightmare. That is, ooh, I'm so glad I'm staring so, at that. So for those of you that can't see what Kevin's showing, uh, it's four different pictures that have been generated by artificial intelligence uh, with those keywords that he listed. Yeah. And they look, uh, the top two look very much like Night of the Living Dead, zombie horde kind of thing. With, with some kind of like bloody mist. Yeah. That um, I think is supposed to be the virus. The bottom left I, it looks almost like a monkey face in a blood clot. And it's a virus. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a virus that's like above the horde or like yeah. the masses. And then the bottom right is just terrifying. Yeah. Bottom right is this like disfigured, uh, almost emaciated skull face with super big teeth. Like I don't. I would not be surprised if we looked at this long enough that it fucking blinked. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like this would be uh, if we were Ethan Hawke in a movie, uh-huh. we'd be just discovering that like, oh, my God, demons can live in film. Um, <laughs> shout out Insidious. Was that the movie? I think yeah. it was. Anyways, I didn't pay attention. I thought it was dumb. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's what AI thought this cover should be. Bree, what did you think the cover should be? Um, I 
I actually really like the cover the way it is. Um, I don't think I would change anything about it, honestly. I, I maybe wouldn't have the siren on there uh, or the uh, knuckle, the guy with the brass knuckles. I would have um, towers on there with a golf club instead because the siren and brass knuckles guy weren't really, I mean, they were there, but they were definitely side characters. Um, I would maybe have some sort of um, like imagery that evoked corporate office uh, in it, maybe like an office chair or something or, I'm not sure, but overall, I I enjoy the cover. I think it's very uh, on point with what uh, it actually was movie wise. Uh, And I definitely think the hostile work environment on it was very accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think you're totally right in in answering my question earlier in the fact that it it wasn't really a horror movie. Um, And I think that it probably... pre-covid it probably would have been i would have thought it was more of a horror movie then than i do now uh simply because (laughs) documentary vibes now (laughs) yeah there was some parts of it that felt a little too real yeah (laughs) what about you what would you do for the cover you know i would do uh the hr folder that he, they gave him to sign, have oh, it have yeah. his HR paperwork, his termination paperwork, mm-hmm. and then like blood over it. Oh. Now, here's another thing that I'll give uh, this movie some credit for. I think this movie had the best Chekhov's gunning around dialogue. Ooh. That I've, I've ever heard because there were so many instances of like a line a character said coming back later as like mm-hmm. something that another character says or like ironically echoes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very funny because uh, I remember the HR scene where he basically like plays the same conversation back to the HR guys. Yes. Yeah. And I thought that was funny. There has this great, great line where this guy's like, hey, I just work for the company. And he like Derek kind of points out why that's a bullshit argument where he's like oh well where can i find the company like where (laughs) where's the company exist where's the company's balls because i want to kick the company in the balls right now (laughs) and the guy's like i doesn't have he's like well then you're the fucking company today (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're definitely so i assume you would recommend this movie as well yeah um it's it's not one that's going to make you like it, there's some that we've watched where I'm just like, oh, this is heavy. This isn't like this mm-hmm. hits too hard and this one doesn't. Um, it's kind of fun. Like it's mm-hmm. as, as weird as the, the the stuff it deals with. It's kind of got this fun because you like it's it's escapist. You mm-hmm. put yourself in what you would do. Yeah. And like Derek is a is in a lot of ways a good guy. Like he kills some people. Yeah. But they're all <laughs> bad people, more or less, or self-defense. Well, and I mean, that's one of the things that the movie deals with is, okay, well, yeah, your your um, id is in control, but and you had this landmark case where you found the loophole and the guy got off with murder because he had the infection. But, you know, you could see 
the humanity there too and um the the lack of consequences for it uh was actually a theme throughout the movie yeah that was actually i thought it was kind of interesting where they're like well you can act however you want now because we know we can legally get you off yeah and derek struggles with well that doesn't make it morally justified right and the other characters are like nope and i'm like again i think there's like it's a good it's a good example of satire yeah, um, which I'm not a teacher anymore. So I'm like, well, that's great. What am I going to file this away with? Um, <laughs> but like, I think hey, uh, I think if you're our wanting listeners to want to know things, yeah. too, <laughs> there's also like I could see a very artsy film where the twist is like he was immune to the virus oh. or he didn't actually get infected. And they like pointing out like we all have this ability to either go with the pack or mm. like. No, you're just looking for an excuse to act out your rage or your fantasies. And actually, I think that could be kind of an interesting movie, too. Okay. Um, I think that would be a great counter to some of the this movie doesn't do it. But the like justified or the justified white guy rampage movies like John Wick, where they're like, well, he killed his dog. He's got to kill 20 people. That's equivalent. Yeah. And like in the second one, they're like, well, they stole his car. What would you do if somebody stole your car? Come on. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's where you're like, hey, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, probably not wipe out a family line. I don't know. <laughs> I'd also like to point out that Keanu Reeves is not 100% white. No, but uh, yo, let's be real here. <laughs> Keanu Reeves got honorary, like, inducted into the White Hall of Fame when they're like, he shoots people real good. We like that. <laughs> they all saw that video of him doing that speed gun competition. They're like, hey, one of us. <laughs> yeah, we got you, Keanu. In this house, we love Keanu Reeves. We do. I love you, Keanu. Like, high fives. But, like, the, his character in the movie, like, totally justifies everything. We're like, well, because, like, I got I got feeling bad. Yeah. I had my fifis hurt, and now the <laughs> world will feel my rage. You know, like Mr. Nobody where or nobody, not Mr. Nobody. Yeah. That's a different movie with Jared Leto, I think. Yeah. Uh, but nobody where it's like, hey, I don't feel powerful in my life anymore. And I just remember the good old days. Well, better kill about it. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how my, that works. I stole my daughter's bracelet. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, just like take up a hobby. OK, like <laughs> I get it. I'm 36. I'm like, I'm staring down the barrel end of uh, whatever closer to 40 than 30 and i'm like i don't love it i don't love it but i'm also not gonna be like well <laughs> time to make the world feel cavin's pain i mean you kind of do with comedy <laughs> you Nothing. monstrous woman <laughs> Um, speaking of comedy, no, still going to just sit in my wrath. <laughs> Kevin, where can we find you on social media? You can enjoy my pain at at Kevin underscore egg on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And uh, you can see my former best friend at where, Brie? You can find us on By Its Cover Pod at By Its Cover Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, and Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube By Its Cover Podcast. Uh, please go to our YouTube, like, and subscribe. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to get our videos up quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been doing a lot of fun reels on our TikTok and Instagram. Uh, and 
also I'd like to thank the director Joe Lynch and Matthias Caruso the writer of this movie we thoroughly enjoyed it uh, on that note let's end with comedy is the new sex comedy is nothing but pain Kevin say it comedy is the new sex yeah <laughs> no I'm gonna need the new sex 